<laughs> Look who it is. Ravishing Rohit Raju, the Desi Hitman, the Locust Skin Manimal, the future two-time X Division champion. And you are here with my homies at 8-Bit Suplex Podcast. Some one of the best around. You better be listening, Nimrods. What's that? Look over there. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's the 8-Bit Suplex Podcast coming back at you once again. I know it's been a while. I, I didn't tell Sandy what I was going to do with that killed open there. So she's, 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 she was like reacting as if there was something off screen happening that she didn't understand what I was talking about. Um, I am so gullible. But- I literally was like, what? <laughs> but uh no I, I figured you know the uh the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League is out so everyone's talking about that uh I'm not talking about it as much I've heard some <laughs> things I haven't watched it yet um uh, because as we talked offline uh you know my schedule's been crazy your schedule's oh been crazy God. Sandy Same. um and uh yeah so as you guys have noticed we have not released an episode in a long time it's been wah, since wah, wah. <laughs> it's been since our conversation <laughs> with Rohit Raju and, oh my um, god i know that feels like years ago um so long ago so i think you know uh a lot's happened obviously in the world of wrestling i haven't between work and school and kids and, and the whole nine yards i haven't watched as much wrestling as i should have uh so this week uh and, and i believe sandy's in the same boat so this week we're actually gonna just bypass wrestling altogether and just do a video games only uh, kind of conversation uh, which I don't know that we've done that before. I don't think we have, um, but it's a very exciting thing to do. Uh, we know that the people love the gaming. I love the gaming. You love the gaming, Sandy. Um, but oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I I don't know if you want to do a, a PSA about, you know, staying safe out there, but but you are someone that has uh, <laughs> experienced uh, uh, a very real uh, experience with the pandemic, no? Oh my gosh. So to you guys listening, so part of the reason why we stopped for a little while is your girl right here caught the vid, the COVID, um, on my return to wrestling in 2021, which was just unbelievable. I do my first show back and a few days later I test positive and, you know, at first very mild and I'm like, okay, this is good. And it turned suddenly and quickly and I actually ended up in the emergency room I was in the ICU for an entire week. I thankfully wasn't placed on a ventilator, but I was in an oxygen tank and I went into sepsis. I got pneumonia in my right lung. It was just, mm. just talking about it. It feels like it was so long ago and it was just such a stressful freaking, I thought I was going to die. I literally went to the ER and I was like, this is it. This is how I go out. <laughs> I remember thinking that I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm out of here at 31 years old. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh thankfully i made it i made a full recovery i'm actually getting ready to um return to wrestling uh let's doing a, a take two <laughs> and i have a show tomorrow which is fantastic i'm so excited uh so shout out to tampa bay pro wrestling and retro rat in largo florida so we'll have a show there should be fun but yeah you guys stay safe wear your damn mask i got too comfortable and you know you're around people that you know so you think oh it's okay and you know what you never know. You honestly just don't know what's going to happen with this thing. So better safe than sorry. And that's where I've been for a little while. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously we were very concerned and, and we definitely, you know, it, it's obviously not, uh, not a good environment uh, to podcast in, uh, especially if you're <laughs> on an oxygen tank. Um, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and then with the pneumonia and things, and then, you know, you, you had some you know, work changes. I've had some work changes. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, school has been crazy uh, for me on my end. So uh, definitely it was nice to kind of take a step back and take a, deep breath uh and kind of get back uh into everyday life figuring out that pattern and and trying to figure out when when's a good time to record when's not a good time to record uh you know those of you that have been following the show know that we oftentimes did late night recordings um which is not beneficial to either one of us uh especially you know you're getting up earlier these days i'm getting up earlier these days uh you know and editing an episode until 3 a.m while sometimes fun it's not necessarily the best case scenario. No. We appreciate uh, all fans of the 8-Bit Suplex and their patience as we kind of sorted everything out. Um, but we should be uh, back in full swing here uh, and catching up on things and, and really kind of hammering stuff out. Um, and so with that, Sandy, I think it's a, it kind of is a nice segue into talking about gaming. And our show got kind of sidetracked a little bit because of COVID-19. Um, and so has the video game industry kind of as a whole. Uh, we thought this was going to be a bigger thing last year. We didn't think we thought a lot of games were going to get pushed out. And definitely, uh, it definitely impacted releases like cyberpunk, not barely being finished. Uh, Final Fantasy seven got pushed back. Um, and then on top of that, Sony and Microsoft both decided that they're going to release consoles. Um, which as you know, Sandy has been an awful release as far as numbers and getting consoles into people's hands. Sony, I think has shipped more units. Uh, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, so I could be just picking that up off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> I wound up finding one and getting one since the last time we recorded a podcast. Uh, so I, I do have a PlayStation five. Everyone on, that's listening, be jealous, go on to the uh, Facebook <laughs> post that, you know, IGN puts up and complain that there's only seven people in the world that have a PS5. So consider me one of the seven. Um, and uh, just to give a quick review on the, the actual console itself, uh, oh, I love oh, the hard, the hardware is great. Uh, it runs smooth. It's probably twice as quiet as my PS4 Pro. Uh, it still does have moments though where it sounds like a jet engine taking off. Uh, just like the oh, PS4 no. did for like cooling and stuff like that. And that's fine. Uh, but it, it did come with a cool vertical stand. Like you see the pictures of it. That's how it looks on my desk. Um, and then I, it's really good, really easy to switch between uh, kind of what you're doing, like the home interface and the games. It switches pretty quickly. Um, but like the Xbox Series X, there's not a whole lot of new content, a whole lot of new games designed specifically for that system that are out in the marketplace right now. So mm-hmm. like I have two PS5 games that were just PS5 boxes, right? Uh, mm. And they're both ironically or unironically uh, Ubisoft titles, one being Watch Dogs mm-hmm. Legion and the other being Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Valhalla is a good game, not a great game. And I oh, think no. that it it suffers from the whole designing for two systems thing right designing for two generations of consoles um and what's funny is i I didn't play assassin's creed odyssey i don't know if you got to play that one 
Um, but no. I stepped back and I, I, it was on sale on the PlayStation stand. It was like, you know, tremendously off, you know, on sale, like stupid cheap. So I bought Odyssey and I'm playing through that now, having just finished Valhalla. And Odyssey is a much better game. I'm just going to say that. So um, a lot more content. It's less buggy. I've had like zero bugs playing through Odyssey. And Valhalla, I had to to quit out of it a bunch. It, and part of that could be just trying to push the graphics a little bit further because Odyssey is a strictly PS4 game. Uh, but, you know, it, it's kind of is what it is. But as we kind of push towards the new games, um, there's not a whole lot out there right now. There's not a whole lot coming. Um, but with that said, Sandy, have you been kind of figure, finding some games to, uh, to fill your time to play some uh, here and there? So, man, it's, I always just go back to, to oldies. You know, I have, I have my, my video collection, collection upstairs that I try to go up there every once in a while and kind of revisit some old games. Lately, though, I've been not necessarily playing. Like, I'm actually more just watching Logan play Kingdom Hearts. Remember, we talked about that. I've never even, I've never played, never watched, never saw Kingdom Hearts. Like, I know, I just know all the Disney characters, right? But I also knew that it was it was such a huge game for so many people growing up, kind of like how Zelda is to me and how Pokemon was to you. Um, but I was just like, you know what? I'm just not interested. So Logan got the Game Pass situation with uh, with our Xbox, yeah. and I just started watching him play. Oh my god, the storyline for that! So I thought it was more like a little like a kitty type of game, you know, because you have Mickey the King, and I was like, this is so silly, right? <laughs> but I'm watching him play it. So silly, I believe, but the story is very elaborate, very intricate. The music is beautiful. And it did remind me a lot of the elements that I like in games, uh, franchises like Zelda, uh, with the music, with the storyline, with the deep meaning to it. Even if it's just, if it looks like just a kiddie game with, with all the Disney characters and with, with Goofy and Donald Duck in there fighting with um, what looked to me like a freaking pop pan, freaking Goofy's just holding a pop pan in right. the the first game and i was like why is he why is that his shield what is happening um i started just paying attention to what every little detail every villain what the actual what the actual plot was and it's very deep and i'm thinking okay little kids playing this are they gonna understand but then you know i was little when i was playing zelda and i'm trying to be you know the water temple in ocarina of time i had no idea what the hell the game was trying to <laughs> to say at the end of it, right? right? But right. it was so beautiful and it captivated my heart even to this day. So I saw why people love that game franchise so much. So I would sit here literally for hours just watch him play and I just yeah. be so completely intrigued by it. And he played through one and I think he's on three now and it's just gorgeous. I love it. I loved watching him. And you know, it's <laughs> you have to really enjoy gaming to just sit and watch somebody play, I think. <laughs> Because I feel like most people would just be like, oh, if I'm not playing, what's the point? Like, this is, I want to be able to play. But I've seriously right. just sat watch and watch and watch, and it's beautiful. And I do want to circle back to something you said with new games, with how buggy they can be. Josh, I feel like it's, it's a growing pain situation. We have this technology to make these games look like, I mean, the graphics to, on this, to this day with new video games, it's, it's just unbelievable compared to what we grew up with, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so exciting how, how, how much we can do with those games. But, man, those bunks completely take the life out of it. Yeah. And there's got to be, no matter how powerful the system, you're going to see that over and over. You know, you have your 
your going pains of man you buy a game and you immediately have to download freaking 80 gigabytes 100 gigabytes of uh of information to your game just to even play right and then a bug after bug after bug and it's just i want to know at what point in the future are we going to get to a point where those can be just kind of put to rest do you think we'll ever get there no i so i i don't think we're going to get away from bugs uh entirely and part of that is because we're, we're pushing games to be bigger. We're pushing games to be smoother. We're, we're pushing all these things, right? So, like, I think if you look at a game like uh, uh, Fallout, for example, right? Fallout and, and Bethesda games in general have a, a long-running history of being very buggy. You know, very, like, uh, I've told the story. I don't know if I've told it on the podcast, but when I played Fallout New Vegas the first time, I got a critical bug that auto-saved over my file and left me in a place where the game glitched out and I couldn't progress. So I had to start all the way over from like 45, 50 hours of playing. So oh my God. There, that's the extreme example, right? The extreme frustration. Yeah. Um, but I think it's as, because everything's, every game is trying to be this open world sandbox and we're just, we're pushing so much data through these systems that like you said, right? You have a day one download, even if you have the disc, um and then i think a lot of times just to meet release dates and different things like that a publisher will put a game out and then they'll work on a patch right so they'll they'll put the game to gold they'll send ship it out to stores and then you download your day one content and then oh you know now millions of people are playing my game i we figured out that you know 30 days into it it's been buggy so here's a patch right and then here's a patch i i mean my i've had I don't know how many patches pop up for Valhalla while I'm playing something else or just have the PlayStation on because they're just mm. constantly, constantly, constantly trying to patch it. Um, and, and maybe, you know, maybe it's the consumers that fault too for, you know, continuing to just buy stuff on release dates when they're not done. Um, yeah. And then obviously, you know, cyberpunk uh, is cyberpunk and that's still a problem. Uh, it's still not available on the PlayStation store. I don't know if it's on the Microsoft store or not. Um, but it's, you know, we, we can't keep pushing for these games to be released when they're not ready. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the system, the, the hardware is getting better. Um, the processing is getting better. They're figuring out ways to process a lot of the stuff uh, using the GPU versus the CPU. So you're getting less bugs, but you're still going to always run into to something. It's just because that's the way computer coding works. It gets buggy. It doesn't work for some stupid reason. And then the next time you do it, it does, you know? So, um, but yeah, no. I, and, and to your point about Kingdom Hearts, right? So I played Kingdom Hearts uh, a lot when it first came out. I played through mm -hmm. them and they get so convoluted. Like it's one of those things where like, <laughs> like people that play Kojima games like Metal Gear Solid, and understand that story they're mm -hmm. like what the hell is going on with kingdom hearts right <laughs> it just it's just like there's something over here there's something over here and then you have to follow the story backwards and around the corner then you zigzag then you loop back to where you were and then you come <laughs> straight down right right and that's just the different game titles and you know there's like a card game on the game boy advance there's like i mean it's just all it's all over the place um, Logan had to take so, some time and like sit me down and talk to me. It's like, hey, so 
between this release and this release, this happened. And then they had to make this release to make sense of that release. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, I, I played the game since they came out. <laughs> and I've also read through like every you know thing on the internet I can. And the consensus I came up with is nobody knows it. So, but that's not to say, I, I love the idea of, of uh, Square Enix characters, you know, mixing it up with uh, Disney characters. It's just a weird, yeah. you know, whoever came up with that, I don't know. Hats off to them. It's, it's such a weird Heartless. thing. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. cool. I, I, it's cool. That, that core concept of it, I really, really enjoyed. And then he did explain the whole mess about the storyline, but the core concept of the Heartless <laughs> and, and what yeah. it means and, and what it's doing and what the purpose of it is. I loved absolutely yeah no it's a fun game good game series they've i mean they've stuck around long enough uh you know i i don't think that the it's any surprise because they are you know it's it's there um but yeah so uh moving right along here because we're gonna celebrate uh a year in gaming here uh sandy that was uh really an unbelievable year in gaming and before we do that though uh we're, we're gonna just take a step away and just do a quick break and now we're back from break uh thanks for sticking around with us um but yeah so uh the game uh year sandy that we're gonna get into here is 2001 uh 2001 Ooh. We were 11 years old, Sandy. Oh um, and, and we're going to talk about some of these uh, big games, right? Because 2001 had a lot of, a lot of awesome games. And, and I mean oh, a lot. Man. So Take me back. I'm going to cry. If you, for example, uh, according to Metacritic, there are 36 games rated 90 or above. Uh, which I don't know that that's a record or not, but they, it's an incredible, incredible uh, year there. Uh, you have uh, the groundbreaking first-person shooter, Halo. And it is, you know, it, every first-person shooter, I, I feel like, Sandy, after Halo, has tried to be Halo to an extent, right? Mm, um, absolutely. I vividly remember taking my uh, TV over to my friend's house and playing Halo. We would set up multiple TVs. It was the first console, really, that you could set up and play a uh, 16-man uh, contest, eight versus eight. And just, I, I mean, I don't, I, to me, like, Halo 1 is still the game. Like, the other Halos are fine. They're cool. Uh, but for me, Halo 1 is still the top dog. Absolutely. Hands down for me, too. I think... After after three, I was a little kind of uh, tired of it, and I think it just had to do with my stepbrother. Just he would just come home on the weekends, and all he wanted to do was play Halo with me, and I'd be like, "Enough!" <laughs> <laughs> and so by three, I was like, "That's it, no more." But man, the first one, I can I can envision me playing that, and I can envision my TV showing the game and how much I freaking loved it. It was it was honest, it was re revolutionary. It was such a big it was huge. I can't even say it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I remember watching like so much content on Halo, like and, and this is 2001, like the internet's still not, you know, where it is today, right? There's not like streamers and things like that in 2001, 
but me and my buddies would find like DVDs of like the Halo World Championship competitions and just watch people play and pick up tips and like stuff like that. So like it was such a big game. And, and to this day, if me and my, my buddies from that time, if we get together and play something like we don't play anything new, we just bust out the original Xbox. And even if there's only four of us, we'll play a two versus two on the same local Xbox and just crank out, you know, you sit down and you start playing Halo and then like six, seven hours later, it's, you know, done. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, we used to play uh, eight versus eight capture the flag games. Then we would start at ten p.m. and they would and they would finish at five a.m. Oh my god! Yeah. Dude, like that part to me was so infuriating. I always got my ass just demolished. I'd be like, Ugh! I was so terrible, but it was so much fun. It was uh, really an incredible game. Really incredible game. Um, also, I want to play some. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, when you're talking about 2001, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good sequels. Um, you have uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, awesome, awesome game. My I don't want to get Metal Gear. Yep. It's, I mean, that's probably my favorite Metal Gear Solid game as well. And mm -hmm. Snake Eater's up there too, but um, really, really, really good. Uh, you got the Devil May Cry, uh, first Devil May Cry game. Uh, I don't know how much, how familiar, how familiar are you with the uh, Devil May Cry series, Sandy? Point three percent. Okay, so probably, <laughs> probably me saying it just now is probably uh, to the extent, maybe. But um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, so Devil May Cry, uh, you know, big uh, hack and slash um, series from Capcom that starts in 2001. Uh, I want to talk about. We, we talked about sandbox games, right? And how everything became this big open world, 3D gaming. We started to get sandbox type stuff with N64 and Zelda and, and uh, Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, you know, obviously Majora's Mask. Um, and you look at those games and then that really just kind of continues as we leave the 90s and get into the early 2000s of, games opening up what they want to do and one of the biggest games of really of the entire early 2000s is grand theft auto 3 uh which took a game series i don't know if you've ever played the first two uh grand theft auto sandy but they are over the top you're looking down from a uh, cloud view basically and you're watching you know it's 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 you know it, it is what it is it's a fun game whatever you could take it or leave it. But when Rockstar put out Grand Theft Auto 3, that was just absolutely mind-blowing. I, I, I don't know how much you remember that. Um, oh, I, oh, man. When Grand Theft Auto 3 hit the streets, it was on. People just absolutely dumbfounded the fact that video games could pull this off, can do this. And uh, this... Maybe a little inappropriate, but I was a little kid and I was playing Grand Theft Auto 3 and I was on a mission to get multiple hookers in a van and I accomplished that goal after many, many efforts. It's actually much harder than it sounds. Sure. <laughs> and I was able to get, I think I remember <laughs> one in the front <laughs> seat and like three others in the back if you get a van that has like, just like a worth van. So right, right very accomplished and that was my biggest takeaway and like memory from playing Grand Theft Auto 3. I'm just like how many hookers can I get in here? 
so that was great i'm glad my, my mom didn't know what i was playing but right yeah that's kind of i think uh if you could sum up grand theft uh auto once it turned into the uh the sandpack uh, sandbox age uh it's kind of like you know how many hookers can i get is kind of the theme of it um but no it, it was it, but it, to your point you know it it was always a game that you always had that wanted level rating and stuff like that even in the older ones right uh but really just the next level like stuff that you like you know you're flying and you're doing all this other kinds of crazy shit and you just it it was a it was really a, a revolutionary game um but it, it and obviously you know we're only what two full entries later uh so in, in you know because we have i think grand theft auto 5 is the most recent one I, i'm drawing a blank because mm-hmm. i'm very tired uh, so we've gotten two numeric titles since then uh we've had four and five and we've had some little ones sprinkled in there right vice city like vice the city was one. really good uh <laughs> san andreas is the other one so vice city and san andreas kind of get lumped together with three in that ps2 yeah. that ps2 era one um and then you know san andreas was really 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 good uh, and then you play had- that one definitely definitely check that one out it should be on uh xbox live uh store or whatever they call it now um for relatively cheaply and you actually i think you can get three uh vice city and san andreas all as a a combo pack for pretty cheap Um, and they're definitely worth playing again uh because i i'm a much better uh gamer than now at 31 than i was at 11 um and some of those those, (laughs) some of those frustrating levels are still frustrating um, but you can kind of overcome them a little bit oh, easier. Yeah. Oh, and the soundtrack to Vice City, that was my favorite. Oh, yeah. And the callback, oh, the freaking callback to Scarface in the bathroom, the bloody, mm-hmm. bloody bathroom in the hotel room. Oh, man. That one is one of my favorites. But it's crazy to think that Grand Theft Auto releasing in 2001 pretty much was the, the roadmap, the, the blueprint for this franchise. And they said, hey, this worked back then. Mm-hmm. And to this day, we, I mean, it's, it's, it's similar format just you know better graphics bigger worlds crazier challenges but that grand Theft Auto 3 2001 is the blueprint for rockstar uh moving forward with that game series it's crazy to think yeah absolutely and so the top three games from metacritic in 2001 uh halo was number three grand theft auto 3 was number two don't don't try and say that too fast <laughs> and number one uh the highest rated score game on metacritic in 2001 you want to take a stab at this sandy tony hawk tony hawk's pro skater three and and it's just (laughs) what a wild year in games we have these giant releases these groundbreaking games and the Birdman, tony hawk uh, has the highest rated game on metacritic for that year um we we already touched on tony hawk a lot in our tony hawk episode um but definitely go back and play that one if you haven't oh yeah so as you're looking at 2001, Sandy, what's a, what's a game title that really just kind of sticks out to you? Oh my gosh. Melee, Super Smash Brothers Melee. That came out in 2001. Yep. Mm-hmm. To this day, people are still playing that. And it's still like it, the, the following on that for competitions, for just for fun. Man, I can't tell you how many hours <laughs> were spent in my childhood playing that damn game. And again another one that was like that was the format that worked for that game series and that is the format that they used moving forward and i don't think they were even able to make something better than melee i think melee is still the number one right 
for if you think Super Smash Bros., you think this one. Yeah, no, that's true. I I, I think that uh, the Switch release has done really good and it's really fun. Uh, oh, but so man, fun. nothing. I mean, there's a reason why when you buy the new title for Smash Brothers, Nintendo always releases a companion GameCube controller for it. Hmm. Right? Because that's the it game that we play. Right? That's yeah. the way that we want to play Smash Brothers is with the GameCube controller. Because that's, that's what, what feels right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, and just it was because we got uh Smash Brothers on the 64 originally. Really good game, a lot of fun. But then Melee was just next level. It was an incredible game. Added more characters. The gameplay was so like crisp and you could just really go at it. It was so much fun. And another one that comes to mind, which I have to double check the date here, but yeah, 2001. Oh my gosh. Animal Crossing, the least yep. on GameCube. Yep. Animal Crossing oh was, gosh. I mean, I remember uh, when Animal Crossing came out and we talked a little bit about this in our animal crossing uh, episode but when animal crossing came out i was like that's a kid's game i don't want that crap. you know what i mean like yeah especially when you have freaking grand theft auto 3 and halo <laughs> right. and then animal crossing because i'm like what the hell <laughs> and you know like in a retrospect you look at nintendo releasing animal crossing alongside like right next to these like very mature titles i mean on brand new, yeah, on new, brand. new leaf came out with with the uh most recent doom game right so i mean it, it's <laughs> and it's it, uh, so kicked ass which is just insane but it's so on brand with them to be like uh we're nintendo we're gonna do our own thing here's a bunch of animals that you can dress up and <laughs> right. with. right exactly here's here's a uh, interior design 101 right i mean it's just like <laughs> you just look at it and you're like uh. so and then you know of course i wind up getting it at a certain point <laughs> and uh you know i've been playing it ever since um but I do want to uh, take a it's step crazy. in a little bit different direction here when we're talking about 2001, um, because Ooh. there is a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, but we also get Max Payne uh, in 2001, and Max Payne oh, wow. is one of the first games uh, that has uh, the slow motion or bullet uh, bullet. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, bullet- Matrix. Yeah, it's, it, it, it kind of took that Matrix idea and put it into a game. Um, a lot of fun, really cool, uh, really good series. Uh, I think they've pretty much kind of buried the series. It's not really come back in a while. They, there was a Max Payne movie uh, that was made. Uh, what? Yeah, right? Uh, and <laughs> I want to say that the rapper Ludacris was in it, not as Max Payne. What? uh da, 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 i must da, da. watch this tonight uh i would not advise that it's uh <laughs> not great um <laughs> it was yeah it was uh mark Wahlberg played max Payne. it's all coming back oh. to me now it's uh yeah it's mark Wahlberg, mila kunis ludicrous oh. chris o'donnell donald Logue. i mean it's a big cast um, um i must and, watch this it's, it's <laughs> i don't not, care if it's not good it's uh, it has a five point four on IMDb, and that is generous. Um, I'll just say that. But <laughs> the games that spawn the movie, I feel like, uh, are really good, really positive uh, gaming experiences, all the way through. Like I think Max Payne Four might have been the most recent one, 
Uh, and apparently there's a mobile game, a Max Payne mobile game that's out and available right now. If you wanted to get your slow-mo bullet time, that's the phrase I was looking for, bullet time. Uh, get your bullet time fixed. <laughs> I don't know why that didn't come to me. That's yeah. very strange. So. Dude, did you ever play Dead or Alive? I think we did. did I talk to you about that last time? Dead or Alive mm-hmm. 3 came out in 2001, and that was my favorite Dead or Alive. I did not play a lot of Dead or Alive. Um, no, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to Dead or Alive. Until, oh. like, there, was a big, there was a big controversy because they did like the Dead or Alive beach volleyball game. Um, yeah, that came out after is, 3. You know, yeah, I so... I, I think that was on the original Xbox and may have been a 360 title. Um, but yeah, that, that was when I, I mean, cause it was as far as I, when I looked at it, it just looked like uh, tech in with uh, more sexualized characters. It's kind of what I looked huh. at it as. You are correct, sir. <laughs> Pretty much what it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, 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 I've talked about it before, like finding games are not like my biggest genre. I'm not great at them. Uh, I could hold my own uh, back, you know, when we were playing like Super Street Fighter 2 on the Super Nintendo uh, with the neighborhood <laughs> kids. But since the advent of, of online gameplay and, and all that stuff, I, I just can't. I, I don't even bother anymore. I, yeah. It doesn't like I haven't I haven't bought a Mortal Kombat in probably like the last four or five of them because, you oh, know. Man. Yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like they're they're fun and and for me personally they're fun in, in small bursts right i can go in there and, and knock a few rounds out to progress the storyline to unlock whatever i need to unlock but it doesn't it doesn't reel you in like the storylines and right and all the beautiful things in, in the games that we do enjoy my my favorite adventure games and then your favorite game so it's different but i still i still enjoy them every once in a while especially if you just want to pick up a controller and do and play for a little bit and maybe get some frustration out Man, my go-to Dead or Alive, and I think I actually have one of the newer ones, Dead or Alive Five. Logan hmm. sucks at fighting games, so he wasn't into it. So I was just playing by myself, and hey, I loved it. I'll continue playing Dead or Alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so I I just can't I can't get into them anymore. But you know, if you like fighting games, just hey, just keep doing you. I know I talked about Smash Brothers as being like one of my favorites. That I don't even count that necessarily as a fighting game. It's different, so it's yeah, totally it's, different. You know, it's not your it's not your two D plane uh, fighting game. You know, facing each other, squaring off, doing you know stuff like that. It's a little bit different. Um, next one I want to talk about, Sandy, is Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Did you ever play this game? What was the name again? Conquer's Bad Fur Day. I did not. I don't even recall that at all. So Conquer, I'll, I'll give a, a bit of background here on the character. So Conquer was uh, kind of developed by Rare to be a kind of fit in with all kinds of like other cutesy kind of characters, right? He makes his first appearance in, in the game Diddy Kong Racing. And mm-hmm. it was supposed to be, you know, uh, this really awesome uh you know like platformer that's what we were told to expect nintendo power had talked about it a lot uh it was this really big thing so instead of getting conquer's bad fur day like 
like 98, I want to say was kind of like when it first started hearing about it, it just, it went through some snags. They couldn't figure out what they wanted to do with the game. Then instead of being this super cute squirrel doing like just normal platforming stuff. And I, and I think that Banjo Kazooie might've kind of gotten in the way of, of the cutesy kind of angle that they were going for. Mm. They didn't want it to be another Banjo, right? So they turned the content full mature and made this game uh, uh, an absolutely like for adults only game. Uh, it is raunchy as raunchy okay. gets. Uh, there's boner jokes, there's fart jokes, there's, you know, poop jokes. I mean, it's, it's just full on. If you gave a 13 year old kid uh, a game story to write, hey, 13 year old boy, what do you want to write? Uh, what do you think is funny for a video game? <laughs> This is, I mean, he's just mashing on the keyboard about as many boner jokes as he can. It's basically what Conker's Bad Fur Day winds up becoming. And <laughs> and what's funny is, you know, he is. Uh, it, it's a it's a really good game. It, it it plays really well. They spoof. A, there's a whole chapter of the game where they spoof movies. So mm-hmm. there's like a Matrix level, and you actually do bullet time, which on the Nintendo 64 was pretty impressive. I'll point out this was 2001 and it did come out on the 64. It was not a GameCube game. So while the GameCube gave us Smash Brothers and different things like that, Conquer Spread Fur Day was right at the end of the 64. So not a lot of people played it, um, or not as many should. Uh, but then they had a, like, the, I think the last level was an alien spoof uh, where you actually had to like fight a xenomorph uh, in, in the uh, big yellow uh, robot suit that, uh, uh, Ridley uh, uses. It's totally bonkers. Yeah, uh, if you I haven't have, played my it, my mouth is like dropped right now as I'm looking through some screenshots and, yeah, and things like that as, right. as you're describing it. I'm like, what? Yeah, if you've <laughs> never played Conker's Bad Fur Day uh, and don't have a 64 or don't want to drop 40 bucks on a cartridge, uh, there's plenty of people that play it on yeah, like have list uploaded on YouTube, and it's you know coming coming back around through because it is you know 20 years uh that since it came out so definitely check that game out if you haven't uh do not let your kids see anything (laughs) around that game um i i had you know you always have that one friend growing up whose parents don't monitor the content that they take in right and would just rent whatever video game that my buddy wanted he was like oh hey uh, i'm gonna rent this one whatever (laughs) and then you know his dad would just be up at the front of this blockbuster just like waiting with his like cash like here's your here's the five bucks for the rental like see you later my mom too my mom let me listen to eminem like <laughs> and i used to be obsessed don't judge me and then hey. of course wrestling back then like the the shit that was showing on the at in the attitude era oh, yeah. and i'm listening to eminem and i'm playing grand theft auto like my mom was just <laughs> oblivious to it all <laughs> and i was like oh mom it's just a video game you know they can't be that bad or it's like oh it's just music i love it <laughs> so ridiculous if yeah. she knew if only she knew yeah my parents were the opposite i i was my parents would look at the back of the box or whatever game i was trying oh, to rent yeah man. so i did not get to rent conquer's bed for a day but my buddy did and in fact i think actually i think my buddy might have bought it and then i wound up borrowing it and then only playing it when my parents weren't around um <laughs> because i would have gotten in deep shit for playing that game oh my god there's a sunflower with boobs. What is this game? I must yep. play this. Yep. Uh-huh. What, 
Oh, there was a remake? Hold on. Uh, yeah, Xbox I think, remake. Yeah, I think it was on the 360. It might have been on the 360. Um, I believe I did play that one. But I played it, the original one, uh, mostly on the 64. Oh, man. All right. That's my new goal. I need to buy this game. I need to find it. I need to play it. <laughs> it's not it's not horribly hard to find but it is going to run you like 40 50 bucks depending on where you find it uh and depending on if the shop is trying to rip you off um, and actually you know if you want to check and see uh you know uh for you that are guys that are local to the tampa bay area and planning on going to the tampa bay pro wrestling show at retro rat uh definitely check out they might have a copy of it there you never know uh definitely give those guys uh, some business because uh they're pretty cool for kind of becoming a wrestling venue on top of being a kind of retro toy uh, video game store as well. Um, okay, so uh, moving right along uh, to uh, one of my favorite uh, games in the series. Uh, it's Final Fantasy X. I know you're not a big Final Fantasy player, Sandy, so we don't spend Mm-mm. too much time on it. Maybe that's a future episode when I have a fill-in uh, co-host to talk about Final Fantasy, uh, but Final Fantasy, awesome, awesome series. Ten was the first one on the PS2. Uh, Final Fantasy IX came out right at the end of PlayStation 1 uh, and really probably should have been held back to PlayStation 2 uh, but the team that developed 10 was already working real hard to get that one out there for the PS2 so I think Square was ready to say okay the 10th one is launching on the PS2 we'll bury the PS1 with with Final Fantasy IX so really good game it was the first Final Fantasy game to spawn a direct sequel Typically, Final Fantasy, of course, each one is its own individual story, but enough people liked 10 and they thought they had more story there. So they made 10-2, um, which uh, is also uh, known to Final Fantasy game uh, fans as the kind of like uh, the girl power one, because all the playable characters are female. Oh, <laughs> I need to play that one. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, need, it's actually a really fun game. We'll, we'll have to talk offline about uh, where you should start because there's <laughs> there's quite a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> you need, I, need a, um, I need a guide and you need to get me into this because I can't tell you how many times in my life I've been like, I should play Final Fantasy and see what the fuck is all about. <laughs> Never have. 31 well, years later. Well, you got plenty of time, uh, thankfully, uh, to play Final Fantasy games. And, uh, you know, they're, they're relatively inexpensive to pick up, uh, like the HD remakes and different things. So the different games are available on the switch. Uh, there are obviously available on the PlayStation digital store. And some of them I think are on the Xbox store too. So definitely check that out. I have one more, uh, that I want to talk about. Um, but do you have another one that you wanted to highlight real quick? Uh, Sandy. I think what's freaking, I can't think of it right now. I'll get back to it. Oh, wait, no. Um, oh, it's a random tip of my tongue. Pikmin. It wasn't that the first time Pikmin was released? I feel like Pikmin might have been a little later. Mm, let's find out. I'm pretty sure 2001. No, you're right. Pikmin originally released uh, for 2001. That Pikmin! Is, beautiful a game. game. Huge game. So huge. And so, like, that's the thing. What, oh man, you guys know I'm the I'm the Nintendo person here. So that game to me, I remember playing, and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> oh, it's, it's yeah. It, every time that anybody that picked that up for the first time was just going, 
what <laughs> but again at the same time it's like i don't know what's happening but i love this <laughs> yeah it's uh and, and it's timely that we bring this up too because uh just a couple of days ago nintendo did uh announce that they're partnering with niantic uh, oh. who made pokemon go to make a, a a version of that game for pikmin um what that's going to look like play like i don't know but that's kind of like a, a big uh news out of nintendo this week shut the hell up as you were saying that i found it here online i had not heard the news until just now and my mind just exploded oh i'm so excited yeah it should be i mean it's a lot of fun um i'm sure we could we could spend a whole episode talking about pokemon go uh so we won't do that now um <laughs> But definitely, I mean, anything that encourages people to kind of get outside and walk around, like, especially, you know, there's there's obviously a lot of uh, stereotypes about gamers not being outside, right? And, oh, yeah. and being, you know, very pasty skinned and, and a little out of shape. Overweight. Um, right, exactly, right? And I know I'm talking about myself. So, no, uh, stop it. <laughs> listen, I, I play an indoor game. Like, I play hockey and it's indoors. I don't get out in the sun and place things anymore. Dude. No, that counts as going out because you're leaving it. your home. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But it's at night. So, I mean, I guess it I'm still, still counts. You know, all right. Well, we'll count it. <laughs> <laughs> you're an but, athlete. Well, that's that. Well, that's probably an argument for another time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Pikmin was great. Uh, it is, uh, you know, one of the lesser talked about uh, Shigeru Miyamoto games. Um, and that's because his other ones are, you know, Mario. Massive. Zelda. <laughs> this thing you might have heard called donkey kong you know um so yeah Miyamoto is, is is i mean everything he does he's just a genius as far as i'm concerned um i love that man i want to yeah. meet like if i ever met him i think it'll be like uh you know we everyone has like their own like celebrities that would freak out about i really don't have many i think no i, I don't think i know for a fact stone cold steve austin would be one of them because i cried the one night he came to monday night raw in tampa and i was there at emily and they played his music and i'm literally recording and like literally crying because i was like oh, it's the best day of my life <laughs> so if i met him in person i'd probably freak out and then another one is miyamoto like i would i would just hug that man and just be like thank you for such a great childhood <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like uh, countless children's uh, lives have been changed forever just because, uh, you know, uh, of his uh, innovation and and his willingness to step outside the box. Um, But today is not a time to uh, go on a full reminisce about Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, especially (laughs) since, you know, he's still alive. So we don't want to do a postmortem or anything. Um, Oh, my God. So let's not not bury the man. Um, (laughs) But yeah. I, I do want to briefly mention before I get into like the last game I wanted to talk about um, uh, RuneScape launched in 2001. Uh, so it was the longest running uh, MMORPG of all time. Uh, we don't have World of Warcraft, uh, I don't believe, unless RuneScape uh, exists. Oh. Uh, RuneScape was a huge game, absolutely huge. Um, and I believe, I don't, I don't think it's online anymore. I could be wrong um i am wrong it's still on so it's, oh a, free, it's a free-to-play uh mmo game um it's got literally millions of players um and people have been playing it since 2001 so the, if you're a fan of mmos runescape is the one you already know about it 
But the other game that I want to talk about um, and, and kind of wrap up and it kind of fits in because you know we are in the right around the 35th anniversary of Super Mario and that's Paper Mario, uh, which came out on the Nintendo 64 mm. right at the tail end. Um, and it was kind of the spiritual successor of uh, Super Mario RPG. So uh, if you've ever played Super Mario RPG, it's one of the best games uh, really and truthfully on the Super Nintendo and really of all time, in my opinion. Um, and Paper Mario is, is a spiritual successor in that it's a Mario game that is an RPG. It's supposed to be that follow-up to doing an RPG on the, you know, with Square Enix, Nintendo and Square Enix kind of soured at that time uh, over the fact that, you know, uh, Nintendo was staying with cartridge based when they moved to the Nintendo 64 versus, you know, like PlayStation going to disc group. So Nintendo said, okay, well, we'll do our own Mario RPG game. No problem. Uh, worked with uh, intelligent systems to get that developed and paper Mario has now got, I think, Five games of the franchise sandy thereabouts um and it's really uh a really an, an awesome game series and it was spawned by a really good rpg and i remember we talked about this um in one of our episodes where you were just like sandy you must play mario rpg because i actually never got a chance to oh uh, yeah and i still stand by that speak such, yeah you see such traces <laughs> of it i still i gotta make a list I think we should both create a list for each other. It's like, here's the games that I love that Josh, you haven't played and then vice versa. And then we need to accomplish that goal, that list, play it, and then get back to each other and be like, you were right. Or, and eh, maybe not so much. I, cool I'm, I'm very into that. And you know what? Ooh. And we could share that those lists also uh, on our Twitter page. Yes. And, and so you guys, others- if you missed any, you know, go back and check it out. Right. Like what did, what did we play that, you didn't and vice versa and and you know if you have suggestions for us go ahead and add us on twitter i won't say don't add us go ahead and add us you know Ooh. add us yeah tell us what to play yeah we'll absolutely absolutely give you a shout out Ooh. <laughs> well maybe a shout out we'll see <laughs> that's if we record again after this who knows could be another four months no i'm kidding i'm kidding no i would never never suggest that so you know, I, I that, those are the ones I kind of wanted to highlight. 2001, uh, great year in gaming. It's 20 years ago that 2001 I happened. I cannot believe it. Josh, we're getting old. I'm feeling my age as we've discussed these games. <laughs> you know. his temple. <laughs> yeah, temple? I'm, 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 yep. rubbing my I'm rubbing my temples, <laughs> kind of trying to, to, to get some youthful energy back into them. It's not working. Uh, as, as you know, we creep closer and closer to bedtime uh, here as we record on, on a Friday night. Sandy, we're uh, at that age where we're recording a podcast on a Friday night uh, instead of doing, you know, other oh things. my God. Pandemic now with Sandy. But thing. yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not, you know, going out about the town and riding in the backseat of convertibles and going down to the uh, soda shop and all those other things, you know. The soda shop. Okay, we're not that old. <laughs> I feel that old. I do. <laughs> back in my day, when I went to the soda shop in town, get out yeah. of here. <laughs> Listen, I'm older in, than you, damn it. Back in my day, my video game system only played video games, um, which is you true. had to just to troubleshoot it. All you had to do is take it and then blow it on it a little bit and then put it back in. It's good. Yeah, which now by you way, have to do- blowing <laughs> in the cartridge apparently did more harm than good. They've done studies hey. on that. 
but I think I it works. That. I think it works fine. So right, I still do it, and it works. So I think those studies are wrong. But Josh, I must say, I know we're getting ready to go, but you know what? Just yeah. came to my mind. Hit me. Golden Sun freaking came out in two thousand and one on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, we didn't talk a lot about the the the, uh, the handhelds here. Uh, there were some definitely good handheld games, and that is oh, one of them for sure. My God, I still play it recently, and it's still hard as hell. And I'm still like, I I haven't hooked up to my Game Boy Advance like to this day. I think that's the the most recent handheld game I've played. Even maybe maybe Animal Crossing, but Golden Sun, I would still play that one. Holy shit, I can't believe it came out in 2001. It still holds up to this day. Like some of the games that we talked about tonight, I feel like maybe if we go back, you think, oh, maybe this didn't age so well. Mm-hmm. Golden Sun is one that you can pick up right now and be like, holy shit, this is just mind-blowing, amazing. So if you haven't played that one yet, go go get it right now. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right that's now. all I gotta say. Go. <laughs> go. Like, turn off, turn off, turn your, off your podcast. podcast. <laughs> get in your car. Drive there. Or Amazon something. I don't know. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait. <laughs> Uh, we'll go yeah. ahead. Hey, we'll, we'll just we'll just wait. We'll wait. Did, did you get it yet? Did you did you order it? Because we're not going to continue need, until you do. Can you need a little more time? We'll give him a few more seconds. All right, we'll go. I think that's enough time. I, I think they've had enough time to uh, to go. I think and, they've, and, they've added it to cart and checked out yeah, by now. Exactly. It's Instant, a you know, one click checkout. I mean, I'm, if we give them more than enough time. Uh, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah no golden sun was a really good rpg uh really intuitive game uh and oh then God. yeah i mean if you look at some of the other uh, you know big game boy advance releases you got phoenix Wright uh ace attorney first oh. game uh that that came out uh you have advanced wars of course which is you know a very tactics based uh rpg style game um Super Mario Kart released uh, some Mario Kart Super Circuit. I don't want to mess that up. Came out yeah. on uh, Game Boy Advance as well. Um, and then you have a Spyro game. You got like 70 Jurassic Park games for some reason. I mean, it, it's <laughs> it's a really Game Boy Advance, I think, is one of those ones that, you know, that that handheld really, I think, saved uh, Nintendo's uh, skin a little bit there uh, in the early days of the GameCube because everyone's talking about PlayStation 2, Xbox, you know, GameCube was there, but it was never touted as, you know, the big uh, system, right? It wasn't, it was at that point that Nintendo started falling out of the console wars. Um, yeah, and everyone was like, what, why, why are they, why are they keeping up? Right. Why are they still doing kitty things? And it's like, now in, in, in 2021, we know that that's not Nintendo's way of doing things. And right. whether it works or not, who cares? They're going to stick to their convictions. And I feel like that has paid dividends for them because now the success of the Switch tremendous. Maybe not the Wii U, but I still love my Wii U, damn it. But you know, and even and and now in today's day and age, you go back and people absolutely praise and love their GameCube. Maybe it wasn't the case when that was actually happening back then with the console wars, but hey man, I love them for sticking to who they are, damn it. Yeah, All right. I mean, Super, super <laughs> awesome. And and, and we'll, I will note too, the Game Boy Advance did come out in 2001. So it is now 20 years old. I'm going to go hug it and kiss it tonight. And and can you believe this? It was actually it. launched with a price of $100. That seems insane to me that we you used to be able to get gaming systems for $100. Hey, man, the Switch, no, wait, no, the Switch Lite is 200 right? Yeah, 
Yeah, it's one ninety nine. Two ninety nine okay. for the regular Switch. So it's still a lot more inexpensive than the other consoles. Yeah. Um, especially the now PS5 and Xbox Series X, which are retailing at five hundred dollars. Um, but yeah, I mean it was a it was a simpler time. You could play your GameCube, you could play your Game Boy Advance, PS2, Xbox was the you know, just come out. Um, actually, did the Xbox come out in 2000 or 2001? It was 2001, also. I think so, 2000. I'm uh, pretty sure I'm... the Xbox came out. It was really? I was in, yeah, so okay, we, we're at the end of this episode and we haven't we've been talking about the year 2001. Oh, shit. It, <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> what do you we, think we forgot to mention, about the console? <laughs> I forgot to mention that, you know, um, and and Jeez Louise. Well, I think that's a good note to end on, Sandy, because obviously we're just out that's of it. That's amazing. Absolutely out of it. No, so, I think that's actually perfect. <laughs> it kind of makes sense for us uh, to, to forget that. Yeah. I mean. I, it, it wraps up nicely. <laughs> it wraps up very nicely, I think. Because, I mean, hey, what makes the, the game consoles the games that are made for them? And yeah. you know what? We just, we did this on purpose, guys. We knew all along. We're just kidding, teasing. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Got you. Maybe that's why there was only gotcha. one Xbox game that we talked about because Xbox came out at the end of that year. <laughs> We're doing <laughs> things, great. Oh, the more you know, the more you know. The more you know. The more you know. And the freaking Xbox. So I uh, get this. I set up my little gaming room upstairs, right? My my nerd wrestling video games nerd room upstairs. Your nerd up nook, all- if you will. Ah, oh, I like that. I'm going to get a sign made. But listen, so I hook everything up, right? And I'm like, and it's been a while since I've been hooked up. So I'm like, fingers crossed, they still work. All of my Nintendo ones work, right? And then I plug in my 360. All right, still good, because I still have a lot of games that I haven't even touched. And I plug in my original Xbox. Turns on, right? I'm like, oh, shit. I'm about to pull up these games. I'm about to play. Oh, my God, so excited. I put one game in, I start playing like five minutes in the mother, so, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to hold back that curse word. That freaking thing died. It waited until I hooked it up. It gave me this glimmer of hope that it was still alive after 20 years. And then it said, psych. And then it just, <laughs> so that's a bummer. It is that's a bummer. my story on the Xbox. 20 years, rest in peace. But you know what? Good run. Uh, Xbox Series X came out almost 20 years to the day uh, of the original Xbox. That would have been kind of cool if they would have released it on the same day. So, you know, shame, oh. shame on Xbox for uh, not doing that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think that kind of uh, wraps it up for uh, this week's episode of 8-Bit Suplex. Thank you guys uh, again for your patience and, and kind of waiting for you know us to come back. I know you look at your phone, you refresh your podcast, the new 8-Bit Suplex <laughs> it's not here yet it's not here yet what's where is it um well guess what you're here we're back we Uh, love you and the immortal (laughs) words of uh mark Wahlberg. uh you're welcome you're welcome you're welcome but hey Um, so hopefully soon we can get back to doing impact i know you guys hopefully you guys have been watching and keeping up we it's been it's been a struggle with our schedule but man we are going to get back on it i cannot wait to see what my man Rohit Raju is up to. Wait, no, I did that wrong. Rohit Raju, my man, is up to. There we go. I'm like, we're a little rusty still. We're, we're, but you know, what? it's like riding a bike. You gotta get back on, and, and you gotta figure it out, and you make it work. Uh, but yes, yes uh, we'll get right back to, of course, you know, Impact oh, Wrestling, uh, big pay per view coming up with Kenny Omega challenging for uh, 
the Impact uh, World Title, title versus title belt uh, kind of situation there. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of really exciting stuff going on in the world of wrestling, uh, all oh things God. everywhere. Oh um, and then tune into Dynamite next week also because the Good Brothers are another triple threat, not triple threat, a trios match with Kenny Omega. Um, so uh, definitely, definitely, definitely pay attention to that. Uh, and I think that's against uh, Penta, Phoenix, and Laredo Kid. So holy shit, that's gonna be so good. Really, really good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So definitely, definitely check that out. Sandy is wrestling tomorrow at Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling's uh, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like Spring Break something or other, right? What's the name of the the card? Totally rad Spring Break. That's what it is. Totally rad Spring Break <laughs> at Retro Rat Largo, Florida. Uh, I'm unfortunately unable to attend because of Aww. a family obligation for my daughter's birthday. Um, yeah, Molly, yeah. happy birthday! Yeah, happy birthday to Molly. Of course, turned mm-hmm. a big four. Aww. Four years Aww. old. And now I feel old again, Sandy, uh, which is kind oh, of a continued thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely uh, definitely go check that out if you're local. Uh, if not, I'm sure it'll be on Fight TV at some point. I think so. Oh, and guys, so we are an Impact Wrestling podcast, true and true. If you're in the Tampa Bay area, holy shit, Rohit Raju is coming to town. So many other Impact superstars are going to be in town um, wrestling. Josh, we have to go see our man. Yeah, I think he's going to be, God, what? Next episode, I'll have the info. But yeah, yeah. so lots of Impact week, talent yeah. is going to be in town. Hell yes, coming very, very soon. We got to Hey, maybe we can get some more some more interviews and sound bits. Yeah, oh, man, oh, we, got well, work to do. we got we got to hit the pavement, to Sandy. <laughs> we got to focus. Yes. Um, but yeah, so definitely check that out uh, as those things come out. And if you do travel to Tampa, if you're not in Tampa and you're traveling to Tampa to be here for WrestleMania, please mind social distancing, wear your mask, look out for others, please, because between the yes. Super Bowl and everything else that goes on here. We got enough. We got enough people traveling in and out of here. Uh, we just had spring break here. Please be careful. Uh, definitely, the definitely, definitely. land that is Florida. <laughs> and, and if you are in Florida uh, and you are a Florida resident, uh, April fifth, uh, all adults eighteen and up are able to make appointments for the vaccine. Uh, so definitely do that. Uh, I'm pre-registered, waiting for them to tell me, "Hey, go get your vaccine." Um, so. Yeah, fingers crossed that that happens on the 5th. Yes, so uh, definitely uh, be safe, uh, have fun. Follow us on Twitter at 8 Suplex. Follow the Social Suplex Podcast Network at Social Suplex. Be sure to check out all the shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Uh, You know, as always, One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style, Ricky and Clive, Grave Consequences, uh, Things Elite, uh, I haven't done this in a while, so I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out, but not intentionally. Uh, but definitely go check it out. Uh, follow us uh, on all those social medias. And uh, I'm going to leave. Listen to Rich Lada on freaking music. Yes, Rich Lada, uh, who Instagram. does our, our intro, uh, co-host of One Nation Radio. And He's also he did our theme song. Go check out. He has a new single out. Um, it's oh, awesome. Shit. Uh, he just released one a couple weeks ago and then he just released one i think yesterday maybe two days ago uh definitely check out uh at rich lotta um and yeah i think that's about it and sandy as we're signing off i held on to this last bit of information because it's gonna like (gasps) really blow your mind Uh oh 
I had to stop dancing for this one. The GameCube was released in 2001. Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> Hi, everybody! <laughs> Thank you for listening to 8 Bucks Suplex Podcast. See you next time!
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.